For the past several years, every Easter for me has started right here, at sunrise, on this hill on the North Reading Common. Normally, 50 people or so would be gathering up here, huddled together for warmth, and several of us church leaders from town will lead a simple service celebrating the risen King as the sun rises. And even though everybody's showing up but still waking up, we'll still sing the songs like, Because He Lives. But there's this fresh hope in the air. Because the long days of winter are now a thing of the past. The flowers are blooming, the robins are singing, the buds are showing up on the trees again. And this year, while nature is still following its course, it just all feels very different. The sun is still rising, the flowers are still blooming, the birds are still out, but for us, it's hard not to feel like there's this fog between us and a real vision of hope. You know, for the past several weeks, we've all been trying to mentally and emotionally process what we're seeing on the news, the stories we're hearing from friends, or maybe for some of you, what you're experiencing on the front line of this thing. We've all been trying to understand what is this microscopic enemy that seems to be shutting down the world? How long will this really continue? And in response, am I arrogantly underreacting, anxiously overreacting, or somehow both? You know, for myself, I've decided both and then flip-flopped. But as fresh life is starting all around us, it feels like real living has been put on hold. How is it that we've gone from record-setting economic growth to a record number of people filing for unemployment? How is it that when we want to go at life with arms open, it's now wrong to go near our relatives and our friends? For essential workers, every day carries little apprehension. For those in the medical world, this is far too real. How many times can we rearrange our closets? <laughs> But overall, as we wrestle with what does all of this mean right now, we can't help but to feel that life is somewhat on hold. And now, this virus affects Easter too? Family barbecues, Sunday services, egg hunts, well, stay in your yard. It's hard not to feel like this pandemic has come between us and a real vision of hope. And in this season of hesitancy, uncertainty, anxiety, it's tough to look forward to believe that everything is really going to be okay. But while the coronavirus feels as if it has put a damper on life, I think the story and the message of Easter is the single greatest gift that we could be receiving at this time. You know, it's interesting to me that out of all the times of year that this pandemic could happen, it hits right when we prepare to celebrate the God who brought life from the midst of death. That this whole thing came down right as government officials are telling us it's at its height. We're preparing to celebrate a resurrected king. I mean, is that curious to anybody else? Well, it feels like this virus has put a damper on Easter, perhaps 
God has placed Easter right in the middle of it as the greatest gift we could possibly receive. Because while many of our traditions have been forced to change, sometimes when traditions change, it allows us to hear the message in a whole new way. And while we would not prefer this in any way, we can see that this message of Easter is just as relevant and powerful as it was on the day when Jesus walked out of the grave. You know, the Easter story begins in darkness. When Jesus was arrested, unjustly tried, condemned, and sentenced to death. So many people have been following Jesus. They watched his compassion. They experienced his life-transforming power. And now, that Friday was one of the most confusing, crushing days of their lives. And as he breathed his last breath, it felt as if their own hope went with it. The local news were saying, yep, it's over. The disciples, they felt as if they had to shelter in place for fear of the same people who put Jesus to death. All those who were following Jesus had so many plans, and those are now gone. On Friday, Saturday, it was tough for them to believe that everything was going to be okay. Because by all accounts, darkness had won once and for all. But just when it appeared like it was all over, God was not done. And as that Sunday morning sun began to rise, our God orchestrated the greatest comeback, turnaround victory the world has ever known. And that the crucified one got up, walked out of the tomb. And this was no magic trick, no, because the Roman soldiers, they were trained and they knew that if they crucified someone, it was over for them. Otherwise, that soldier's life was on the line. Evil tried its best, but God showed life in the middle. It could not hold down the spotless Son of God. Historically, death has an undefeated record until Jesus. And as the Gospel of John said, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And when our Lord stepped out of the tomb, he accomplished what no man before could. Human beings have accomplished a lot of pretty awesome things, from summiting Mount Everest to developing cures for all kinds of illnesses. But nothing can compare to a victory over death. Darkness appeared to have won once and for all, until Jesus. Okay, so, that's a great story. about a guy who died and rose again 2,000 years ago, but what relevance is that to our lives at the height of a pandemic? What does all this have to do with you and me as we struggle to find and catch a vision of hope? See, the Easter story can be our story, too. Now, we've talked about what God did in Jesus, but why? Why would God come, live among us, die, rise again? 
Did he do it to show off his power, to show everybody what he could do? No one would dare endure the horrendous death of a crucifixion just to show off. No, instead, God knew that we as human beings, all of us, that our trajectory and our fate was headed toward death. So in love, he stepped in to make a way where there was no way. A faithful follower of Jesus named Paul put it this way. He said in a book called Ephesians chapter 2, he said that all of us, that we were walking in death. See, every single one of us from the moment we were born, there was a condition within us that was headed toward doing life our own way instead of going God's way. We wanted to go our own arrogant way instead of following the God of life. And when we separate ourselves from the God of life, we are naturally headed toward death. Paul said that because of that, we were dead because of our disobedience and our many sins. But Paul's not done. He said later on, but God. If you're listening to this, I just want you to say those two words, but God. It means that something is about to change. But God, who is rich in mercy, he said, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. What is he getting at here? What does he mean that God gave us life? See, I want you to imagine that there's a poor family. And the father of this family has this vision uh, for a business idea. He pours his blood, sweat, and tears into that idea until it eventually becomes a success. And now, because he has this successful business, he's able to pave a way for his family and his kids that they did not have before. He's able to make a new life for them that they did not earn on their own. Because of his love for his family, he paves a very different kind of life than they would have had otherwise. See, Jesus did the same for us, and that he gave us life when we had no way otherwise. You know, this family, the kids did not earn that life by their own blood, sweat, and tears. It was by the blood, sweat, and tears of the Father, and Jesus made a way when we had none. The only difference is, while it's possible in this life to pave a new way out of poverty, it is not possible for us to make a way out of death. That is something that only God could do on our behalf. And so Jesus came and gave us what we could not earn or gain on our own. Because our God loved us so much, he went into the grave ahead of us. He stepped out on the third day that he might give us life and an inheritance of life forever. And the life that God gives us in Jesus is not just for when our physical body ceases to function, that life begins now. And just as an inheritance of a father affected all parts of their lives, the inheritance we have in Jesus, it goes to every aspect of our lives, not only now, but forever. And so he says, you can come to me, not just in death, but in, but in anxiety and in fear and financial troubles. I am your God. His new life changes everything. And this is why we believe that the resurrection is the single greatest act in human history. For all that's been accomplished in our world, 
our God paved a way for us to have life, not only now, but forever. And when we understand that our stories do not end when our physical bodies cease to function, then number one, we know that even though we have struggles in this life, there's hope in the midst of darkness. And number two, that even though life may be hard, this life isn't all there is. So we are free to love without fear. In never-ending love, our God has already gone before us to do the impossible. And when we trust Him with our lives, even in the darkest seasons, we know that He has gone before. Darkness appeared to have won once and for all until Jesus. So yet again, the sun rises on a new day. And nature is following its natural course. Perhaps we can take a cue. That all that the world can throw at us, it is not the end. The story that the world is falling and that all is hopeless, that's not our story. Our God has once and for all defeated death. And so now, each day, we can wake up, receive His love, His peace, His forgiveness yet again. And then we can turn out to this world caring for the sick, praying for those in need, giving our lives and loving sincerely. But we know that all this pandemic going on, it will end, but God's love for us will never end. So have hope. If you've never received Jesus, if you've never believed in Jesus, you don't know what that really means, I want you to reach out to us. Send us a message on Facebook. Or shoot us an email at info at trinitynr.org. We'd love to talk with you about what that actually means. But despite how dark it may seem, for all those who have trusted Jesus, life is just beginning. Darkness appeared to have won once and for all until Jesus. You pray with me. God, thank you for the greatest gift you've ever given humanity in giving us your life. I pray that we will see that our stories are in light of this resurrection reality. And for all those who have believed, we have received a life that we didn't deserve, but we get to live the rest of our lives into eternity thanking you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.